0: To Working Dog Radio, <coughs> broadcasting the bite.
1: Hey guys, we love Ray Allen Manufacturing. They have everything you need when it comes to dogs. Uh, their their integrity is way up there. We get all of our stuff from them. They have an amazing website, easy to follow, great customer service, great shipping. It's our favorite company. They've been with us for a long time. We have a great relationship with them. RayAllen.com for everything that you need. For dogs, period. Allen.com.
2: Speaking of stuff we love, another one of the great partnerships we have is with our friends at Dogtra. The guys are producing some amazing tools in the dog training world. Everything from e-collars, GPS tracking, the ball trainers, which I use all the time at the kennel. Um, so if it's electronic and it's used for dog training, Dogtra is probably the best way you can go. They are truly revolutionizing the way you communicate with your dog. Hit them up at Dogtra.com.
1: Alright guys, the biggest and baddest canine conference in the u.s every year is hits and uh you know because of covid it got pushed back now next year it is july 6th through the 9th in scottsdale arizona at what we're being told is an unbelievable five-star resort july 6th through the 9th 2021 hits canine.net
2: We get it fueling a working dog can be tough but they need high quality food with great ingredients to be able to work throughout the day that's why we like our friends at kineticdogfood.com great for working and sporting breeds
1: you've all heard mine and ted's stories by now being tagged by a dog and using quick derm for a quick treatment before we could get to the doctor's office but it's no exaggeration this stuff is awesome once-daily treatment for any skin skin conditions or small wounds to help stop little issues from becoming big issues. Comes in sprays, ointments, or dressing. Quick Derm is great at creating a protective barrier and promoting wound healing. There's no reason to not have a bottle of this in your car, your kennel, your first aid cabinet. Check them out at vetcare.us. Put in the discount code 10WDR. All right, everybody, Working Dog Radio, we are back broadcasting The Bite uh, my name is Eric Stambrough. With me uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma is my uh, co-host, Ted Summers. Ted, what's going on over there? Uh,
2: fall is here finally, so that's good. Um, we got a handler school going on. Uh, we just finished our I think, our first or second week. And I uh, have two experienced handlers and three um, green handlers in the school. So it's been uh, two experienced handlers with two new dogs. So um, it's been cool. Um... We're getting ready for HRD, which is sold out, in Draper, Utah. Um, it's going to be the first part of uh, November. That's going to be uh, that's going to be good, considering everything that's been going on lately. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. And then uh, when I get back, uh, Torchlight is doing our Travis is, and uh, is putting together this barbecue and bites thing. Where on the f- Friday and Saturday, the fifth and sixth of November, I think we're doing this deal where. We have a bunch of people coming in and we're just gonna do a bunch of fucking biting people in scenarios and then eat barbecue. So it's gonna be two days of breaking stuff. <laughs> what about you?
1: Cool. Yeah. Um <clears throat> got a kennel full of green dogs that I'm working up. Uh I have I have a single purpose dog that's not sold, but everybody else is, so I'm just uh getting them worked up. Um I added this uh this Featured, I guess, to my kennel. And I just put it on the website the other day, uh, you know, so like you and a lot of other people, I sell green dogs and finished dogs. Yeah. Um, so I sold a dog uh, named Nelson from my kennel. It was an awesome dog. And he was not finished, but well more than green. So oh, the Dutchie, um, I added right? a little bit of money to him. and uh, Yeah, he was a nice yeah. dog. Um, yeah. So I added this green plus to the kennel. And uh, for me, green plus is, you know, basically tracking um doing you know introduced odor imprinted on odor but still on the boxes uh biting all sides of the suit and then um and then you know that goes to somebody who has a trainer that can finish them during a class or whatever so it's a pretty nice option so i've been actually since i told some people about i sold three dogs so
2: yeah nice there you go so that goes into that conversation we have a lot, like what is green and what is not. And I tell people that mm-hmm. green has <laughs> never been certified. And they kind of look at me, I'm like, well, technically that's true. <laughs> and so, because we yeah. have people ask for green dogs all the time. And I'm like, well, what do you think green means? So, yeah, there you go. Green and green plus. Interesting. Uh, it, so, it,
1: it, um, it's cool.
2: Yeah. Who do we no, have I, coming
1: on today? I'm really excited, by the way, about this. Like yeah, really this
2: one. Um, so, when I sat down, Fuck, almost three years ago, uh, to do this whole project. Uh, I made a big ass spreadsheet of, um, people I wanted to have on. And, um, we've had, we've ticked some of those boxes off. This was one, uh, that we've wanted to do for a long time. Also it, um, because the guest is not in the United States, uh, it makes the timing difficult and some other stuff. So, uh, but, um, on tonight, uh, is, uh, Dick Stahl. Dick, how are you? Very good. Thank you. How are you? We are awesome. Um, like I said, man, this has been an episode that I've wanted to do from the beginning. And for whatever reason, it has never like worked out or like, you know, and I'm glad we're doing it now when I have the uh, software program like, you know, set up and we're working well. So we get like the full uh, we get the full interview, and it's not all choppy and stuff like it was at the very beginning when we started recording. So um, I'm kind of glad that it fell into the place that it did. But um, So you're joining us tonight from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, Eric's in Ohio, and I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So uh, <laughs> it's a long-distance interview, but uh, why don't you um, give us a little bit of background on you know, how you got into dogs, and uh, we're gonna, then we're going to move into like the, the rest of the interview.
0: Okay, yeah, I can do that. I uh, am um, started training dogs in 1977 a long time ago. I'm 64 now, and uh, I'm still uh, not uh, finished yet. I'm all day learning, and, uh, but uh, I started in 1977 training uh, dogs for petal dogs, and uh, they do that uh, work for maybe 20 years, uh, which is store for training uh, dogs, petal dogs, and uh, one month I was instructor uh, responsible for the training and uh, certification of the dogs, and in 1997 I started to work on the Dutch tracking school in Holland, and um, it's a location where we train uh, tracking dogs, and uh, it's also dogs for detection work, narcotics, explosives, uh, and all kinds of things like that. And uh, yes, in the in the years I developed the system, and uh, I still use the system, and uh, yeah, I can't. Think. Yeah, so I think for me, tracking is one of the most fascinating uh, things to talk about, dog training. It, uh, what I just said, um, I, I started in for serious tracking in 1997, and uh, and I still try to develop myself every day and to make myself better. And it's uh, really, uh, I think, one of the most fascinating things about dog training. And um, I'm still not finished yet. And yeah, it's, it's really difficult, but very nice to do. But besides that, I did uh, train dogs for um, disciplines like Obedience and uh, for Game Free Obedience. But uh, I also trained dogs for rescue. I was a member of the Urban Rescue Team in, from Holland uh, for maybe 10 years and responsible training dogs for the teams. And uh, we went to uh, countries with earthquake, for example. In 2005, I went to Pakistan to... Uh, Try to find uh, living people, and uh, I did do ID work. So give the dog sent and try to find the lead sent. Uh, we we did use that. Uh, um, we did do that work for, uh, for example, something happened, uh, a robbery or something, and uh, a cap was left. And after the person was arrested, we did uh, ID work, and um, and I did uh, train cadaver dogs on the boat, but uh, also uh, for. Uh, Searching, for example, we I went to a green with the dog after an airplane crash a few years ago. We searched for a piece of dead body, and but also did a lot of work on the water, to find people in the water. So it's difficult to train that, but um, it's it's possible to uh, to develop a dog to do that, but uh, it's really difficult work I think because uh, during the training um, it's always uh, difficult to. Uh, try to find a person because of the water and the wind, it makes it more difficult. Um, and I did train dogs, petal dogs, I already told, but also can so I'm not a member of the can see it, yet, but uh, it's only for fun, so I did train three dogs, just uh, it's very, um, very nice program, I think. A lot of things in it, keeping uh, articles and bite work and not attack exercise and so on, swimming. Um, and. Uh, the trained dogs. The uh, lucky has new discipline um, in Holland. There uh, also dogs uh, trained for uh, searching after rape for semen, and that's really a uh, uh, good discipline. And you know, this moment we have trained dogs can, uh, for example, there's rape uh, in, in the forest, and we first have dog searching in the forest for uh, the place where something happened, and the dog can find the place, and then we use. Uh, dog trained for search for semen and uh, you can find a drop uh, of semen and uh, then can get dna and it's really uh very um positive to uh to help um, train those dogs so that's a little bit what i did uh the last year and uh, about tracking also i did um of course when i talk about tracking on the high level i think uh, the dog has to uh, do his work uh, in the way he wants to do it but i also trained uh uh, to train to track uh, in a more controlled system, some people from uh, the IPO just asked me to do that, and uh, I also developed a system how to train that. So that's a little bit about what I did uh, last uh, year from 977 till now.
2: That's that that <laughs> that covers a lot of ground really quickly. So. Um, here in the U S uh, you know, cause we use, uh, patrol dogs, um, a lot differently here than a lot of the rest of the world does. Um, and because of, and the United States is kind of a microcosm of things that we do because we do them because of the way the legal system is or because of the way the policing is or whatever. And because of that, um, you know, the United States is big, too. We've had friends come over from over there and they're like, oh, I want to go here. And it's only this far on the map. And I'm like, "Nah, it's a lot further than that. So, I mean, it's like driving from Poland to, to Antwerp. I mean, it's not like, you know, just over the hill. Um, so, you know, because of that, we're like, we're really spread out. And there's multiple ways to do things here. Um, Eric and I both have um, witnessed like some dogs that have been done uh, tracking wise with your System. Let's talk a little bit about like how you start the dogs and um ultimately like what the finished product
0: looks like. So um, when you talk about um training a puppy or all the dog, uh, first step is always um teach them to indicate an article. It's always the first step. So everybody knows there are a lot of possibilities to start uh, food on the track or the reward on the track. But um after we did test the puppy or we did test an older dog um, for police work or for our own company, we uh, first, uh, we know the quality of the dog. We, of course, we all, just like the United States, everybody wants to have the best dog. So the first test is always uh, to get the best puppy or the best uh, older dog, of course. And then when we know that, then we start um, to teach to indicate. So we, um, we we use food and we test one on drive. So crazy about the toy, uh, crazy about the ball. Uh, light or something like that. But then we start to train this food. And why? Because uh, when you, you like to teach the dog to indicate a nail, a little washer, for example. And um, when you start doing this with a ball or with a big reward, the dog will be uh, too much excited. And then it's really difficult to train the dog to, uh, to point, to search for a little article and to point it exactly, because uh, that's really important in uh, my system that the dog uh, um, point an article very precisely so for that reason we always start this food and um gives a lot of possibilities uh, a lot of the uh, not too much excitement so we train the first to teach uh, the first to to indicate the uh, washer and we make it smaller and smaller and um, of course i'm get used to the system because i'm doing that for years but uh, within two days three days it's possible to come to go from a bow and uh, to, to a nail and when you did reset go, the dog's pointing that nail. And of course you can teach him go down and to point them that sector. So maybe most time it takes a week and then the dog uh, points it very precisely. So that has to be very strong. So first first you have to train the dog to do that. And that foundation has to be very strong. That's uh, not only for tracking, but also the taxi work. And we start with the end, uh, we always call it in that way. So make a very strong foundation, dog wants to point a very little article and when we did reset call then um, the next step is to uh, we go to a cross field in the morning nobody's been there and uh, let me make a line and then uh, we uh when we have a puppy it's more easy but you also can do the dog, and we make one line that's the uh, beginning of tracking and we uh we walk with the foot not too much behind uh, from each other so one clear human line and then at the end, we put a not to lit article. So we train him to go to a very little bus And then we start um, to use, for example, a beer cap. And um, then we put a beer cap at the end of the track. It's like only uh, maybe uh, 10 feet or something like that. Then we take the puppy or the dog dog, and then we just walk on the line to the article. And then we show the article, and then we give him some piece of food. The dog knows what to do. He points it, gets food, and what we do then is we start uh, back chaining a little step. So we pull the dog back a little bit, you take a puppy and all the uh, food, maybe, and then the dog wants to go back and uh, he points it again and then slowly increase the distance. And um, all the time, the the dog wants to go to the other can to get a reward. And we're doing that. Um, and increasing the distance, of, of course, the dog doesn't know what he's doing. He only wants to point to the article, and they're um, doing that again and again. The, one moment, he will shoot the article, and then he realized, okay, something is different. There is no human sent anymore on the on the grass, or he goes too far to the left or to the right, and then uh, it's really important that the dog, the uh, old dog develops uh, this by himself. So by doing that again and again, and decrease distance. Uh, sometimes in one session, the dog starts to understand. Uh, okay, I start to use the human scent, and that's, that's the the first step of uh, tracking. Um, so when I train the dog to do that, um, uh, I do that. I use all the food to do that. So one session in the morning and session in the afternoon, for example, and I only train that. So. When you do this in the same place in for example in your garden, you put a beer cap and make track that within uh within a few days the dog will and start to understand okay, the the beer cup must be there and then when you go to that in that direction he will start to use his nose and uh by doing it again, um and again the dog will start to use that in the center. And of course in the beginning he runs to the end and when he starts doing that then I go to another place and I take the puppy in my hand and I with the beer cap. I walk backwards and let it go. And by doing that again and again, uh, most time in one week, they know exactly what to do and to uh, to use the human scent uh, on the track and uh, to find the article. So that's the first step of um, to uh, to track.
1: So basically, you um, and in case anybody missed it in the in your what you're saying is that you start at the end. You teach the. The article, the the final on the article first before you get that strong down to a, all the way down to a nail. I think you said, um, so that's where you start. Unlike most people, that we just start at the beginning of the track and um, you know have a reward at the end for them, a toy or anything. So, um, how uh, how how does that look when you start? Because I've seen it done. Um, I've seen it done with uh, using food, you know, with the, with teaching the articles. I've seen people do it, and again, like I said, I'm I'm not really um, super uh, in tune on it. Could you could you talk about how you start that? What what that looks like?
0: Okay, I'm can do that. Yes, it's very not not too difficult. It's just uh, first step is always um, to you have to, you need motivation, food motivation, and and uh, we uh, I also always use a very consequent food training system. Of course, one dog is more food motivated than another dog. That's always the same. But when you um, use all the food for training, and so I don't give him food in a normal way, And that makes it really strong. So every, every dog wants to eat. So normally uh, um, you can use a food training system for every dog when you only give him food on that. So when there is motivation to eat puppy or dog, then... Uh, then we start um, um to see if he wants to eat the piece of food, then we take a flat bowl, we put it on the ground, and we just start feeding the puppy or the dog uh we throw piece of food all the time in the bowl and um that's a really very easy start because every dog uh, knows what is a bowl football and uh and then we throw a piece of food all the time in the bowl and uh Reinforcement all the time, but just feeding, just throwing a piece of food all the time in the ball. And um, then uh, sometimes I throw, don't throw it, the, after a few in one session. You can um, reach a call that the dog is putting his ball, nose in the ball to expect a piece of food. And sometimes he's watching me because, of course, he know I have the food. And then I wait until he goes back and then you know, immediately throw a piece of food. In the bowl again, and um, by doing that again and again, I try to reach Nicole that all the time, every time that the dog is going with the nose to the bowl, I throw a piece of food. And uh, even though the piece of food is not in the bowl, um, he learns that when I do this, then that happens. And when that, um, again, what I told, uh, most time in one session, of course, timing is important, but uh, yeah, but you have to take the right moment. And when the dog goes to your hands, you go away. No talking, uh, just uh, ignore the behavior. And when he goes back to the ball one moment, sometimes you help him a little bit. And, but all the time, when he goes to the ball, show peace foot immediately. And when you reach the goal, that the dog puts his nose in the ball and immediately you show peace foot. And uh, you can see that the dog waits for it. And uh, then you can make the ball smaller. to Use, for example, uh a bigger washer, and uh, and then it's the same um, same system all the time when uh, he goes to that article. Uh, in the beginning, when you take away the ball and you put the washer, you will look at it and you show peaceful all the time. And um, by doing that again and again, the dog uh, learns that when he goes into the nose to the article, then gets peaceful. So with a uh, consequent food standard system, you have, have a lot of repetition in a short time. So maybe you can do it uh, 50 times behind each other. And uh, as long as you want to eat, you can do it. And if you don't want to eat anymore, you just can stop training, no problem. And then you go and make it smaller and smaller. And um, sometimes uh, it goes very well. And sometimes it takes a little bit more time. It depends uh, on the timing and uh, it depends on how much food motivation a dog has. And, uh, of course, when you have an older dog and he's uh, not get used to the system, <clears throat> then I take a ball, I take a long nail and a hammer and uh, I, I put it on in the ground so he cannot move because in the beginning the puppies or all dogs don't understand. But uh, they do a lot of seminars in the United States, uh, for example. And uh, when you have an older dog and he's not used to this system, then it's important to uh, try to avoid problems and uh, try to reach a goal that the balls. Um, on the ground, it can't move. And uh, but the first step always, is always just food motivation. So, and then uh, <clears throat> you can make it smaller and smaller until the dog knows. Uh, and the, the the good thing of the system is uh, when the dog goes through the article, can throw piece of food. And uh, the best thing is to do it on hard surface in the beginning because he hears the sound of the food. And then he finds, the, he wants to eat a piece of food and if you can't find him, you just show him there he is. And then he goes back to the article, so a piece of food, the whole time. I hope you understand the dog will go back. And it's important immediately to reward the behavior by showing a piece of food. I don't use a clicker for this. I, I, I always train with clickers for detection work and uh, things like that. But uh, in this system, it's really important to uh, to keep the dog in its own world that he learns, okay, when I do this, and that happens. And, uh, and um, and that, uh, this is really important when you talk about tracking and searching the dog. is uh, all the time when I use flickr I'll watch i fucking twenty with Flickr. But then he comes to me to get his food and I'm a part of the game and uh, I don't want it. I, I want to get the dog in his own world, in his hunting world and uh, doing this and I get that and uh, the first step of tracking. So, again, when you make the article when he you knows what to do with the ball you can make you, know, you can go to a washer and you can make uh, the step to a little washer and all time when he points it then you drop is foot so it is possible to do it in a few days and uh, then if you want to um, to train uh, uh, down in a the point then uh, first we train the separated so everyone knows uh, i suppose uh I train your dog to go down, so I do separate from the textiles, uh, so he's food in hand, and when it goes down, I open my hand. And when he knows that uh, the textiles, um, to go down, then one moment I um, make a combination with, uh, the, for example, there's a washer. He knows to point it, and then I put my hand on the washer, ask him to down, maybe help me a little bit. When it goes down, I open my hand. And in that way, um, I, I train the dog to go down and... Um, in the beginning i open my head immediately without pointing then it brings together that goes down pointing so piece food then eat piece food it goes back goes down points piece food in that way i uh, train the dog to make this first step we had
1: justin rigney on the other day and we were talking about uh food food drive and food training for dogs and food reward and um obviously to to do it you definitely need the the dog that has that type of uh, Has that type of drive? Is your preference to always try to use their food, or do you use? uh, Do you get a dog that would work better for a different food than his own food? How how do you deal with that?
0: No, we. um, I like to train with a piece of food that they can eat very fast and uh, very well and very quick. But that's uh, that's the normal food, so I don't give um, food for training only of course, people, it's, it's the best the best system in, in, in our food training system is uh, training is feeding, feeding is training, and with the food they normally get. And uh, so that's, um, and again, uh, one dog likes food more than the other dog. But um, in the years, uh, uh, I didn't have too much dogs that don't, didn't want to eat. So when, you have, when I have a dog, you test him on drive, so I want, to, I, I also want to have the best dog of the world, of course, uh, talking about trade drive, and uh, so when I know that, then I only give him food, for example, I want to teach him the track, and I start indicating I use all the food, so the dog gets the same amount of food, I put it in the bowl, I put it in my pocket, and then I start training, and if he doesn't want to eat, okay? You Can eat as much as you want, but if you one, not want to eat, just stop training and wait a few hours and then do it again. It's it's only positive, so you can eat as much as you want. There's no force to do something. So I I use the normal food to um, to uh, to train the dog, uh, not only for tracking, but also obedience, for detection work, uh, on low drives, uh, to to reach a lot of um, things in a short time. And the best thing is also, for for example, when you talk about training this, uh, again, I did do a lot of seminars and I did see a lot of people training with all kinds of uh, food. So if you have food uh, that smells very good, and uh, I can show you a picture it in, in my presentations, I have a piece of food with, um, I don't know how you call it in, in English, but the, the little piece dropped on the ground and they the dog smells it, you can see it. So that's difficult to train with, for example. Uh, talk about uh, indicating a short piece of food and there are little pieces of food or it's not the same um, size of food all the time it makes it more difficult because the dog is finding a little piece of food so i always train with a hard piece of food the dog uh, eats with normal food and that i use for the training
2: like eric mentioned you're starting at the end you're teaching the article indication and um the videos that i've seen and that are um, like kind of prevalent that I see how do you move from the transition to get them to leave the initial article into like the next step so like once you have a down or a point or whatever it is that you're going to do then how do you get them to continue to move forward into the next phase to where we're actually tracking so um and then i guess like the other portion of this you can answer is are you starting with a sent article or like when we do an actual track or are we just waiting for them to pick up and carry forward to look for an article down the line or how does that
0: work No, when you have uh, i, I try to explain a little bit but i try to explain better and um, so when i've dock uh, indicating and pointing so that's uh, the foundation chain that's the end then I start back chaining so then i take the dog backwards and let him go again and that, uh, by doing that again and again, and beginning uh, on the same place, and then I do it another place, and then I, um, then I, the dog starts to use that line, and all the time he's searching for that article. And by doing that again and again, uh, I also, uh, for example, the dog wants to go, I have a puppy, I walk backwards, I walk, no, sorry, I didn't explain it very well, so I have a puppy, I walk with him on, on the cross field, I put a beer cap uh, or a washer in the ground, then I walk backwards. And the puppy or uh, knows the the article is there, so he wants to go to the article to to point it. Then I always has the long line, long leash, and uh, I put it under one of his legs. I give the command uh, to track, and of course he's not listening for me. But by doing that again, again, it uh, it becomes clear context for the dog. So the command, uh, the the signal, and um, the the line between his legs, and then I let it go, and he goes to the article. And I keep his foot and I take up the 30 and walk backwards a little bit more and then do it again. I put a line on his leg, I give the command and the signal, track for example, and then uh, I do it again and again. And that, uh, That's the first step of um, training the dog, of, to teach him what to do and uh, give him a clear contact. And, um, One moment I don't start chaining anymore because when the dog knows what to do, again, uh, when you do it five times, uh, the dog uh, starts to understand uh, very fast what to do. And uh, then um, I make a short track. There's a beer cap cap, uh, at the end of the track. Then I go to that place. I put a line on the leg. I say, come off the track. And by doing that, that's the first step of tracking.
1: Great. That's cool. That's really cool. So, uh, when you start getting longer tracks as you're as you're working with this dog and getting longer, um, do you um, just try to go longer, or do you set up uh, like a, an article maybe where he had been tracking, and then you start another track immediately after that? How do you how do you extend the length of your tracks?
0: It's uh, really funny to see to uh, to see that if puppy can make tracks from. 20 feet, for example, he can do four hundred it's really uh, so I right have now at this moment I'm training a puppy for four months old for police work, and he can make tracks uh, for one kilometer, no problem at all but when I always start in class, so i'm happy because uh, before my house there's a cross field, so uh, I can train a lot and when I train a few weeks with puppy, I can make tracks around the, the football field, no problem at all. But um, first, first step is always that he knows what to do, and uh, and when he knows what to do, then you can uh, make short cracks. But when he knows to crack, you uh, also train the puppy all block, uh, to restart him, and the restart is still not too difficult because when the puppy makes a short crack and he finds the washer, for example, then you reward him several times. Then you take the washer, you make, you move it. Before his nose, uh, maybe uh, a short distance, you put it down. But the dog gets used to that movement of your hand, and the dog will uh, follow that hand. And you see the washer again, and you reward him again. And by doing that again and again, then, uh, then the dog learns uh, to uh, what what that uh, movement means, And you can give a command track, and then you can restart the master finding an article. But uh, again, it's, uh, when you can track for short distance, you can increase distance. And uh, it's always funny to see that puppies uh, from, uh, from maybe three, four months can make tracks, uh, long tracks on the field without problems. And of course, you have to teach them the corners and you have to teach them how to deal with that. And you have to, uh, it depends what you want to do with your dog. But we uh, talk about um, practical work you, uh, when, when he knows to track on grass. And then as soon as possible, I make a step to water surface because it's also important that, uh, again, when the dog can track for a short distance, uh, as soon as possible, we uh, make track longer and longer and uh, in all kinds of directions, uh, take care of the wind and make it slowly more and more difficult
2: one of the things that um there's still a bunch of trainers in the United States that believe that dogs cannot track on hard surfaces. In fact, I have a vendor near me that tells okay. departments that they say, "Oh, okay. the dogs they can't track on hard surfaces." I know they can. I mean, I teach it. But um talk a little bit about how you start doing transition surfaces or to like surface changes for uh when you transition to like hard grass or dirt, whatever, just surface changes.
0: Okay. Uh, what I um, you talk you just talked about uh, when when you train a dog for one year on cross, it's much more difficult to uh, to make uh, uh, to follow track on on hard service because uh, the dog uh, is also using on cross all the time um, things like uh, broken grass and uh, things with um, all, all kind of smells. So what what's important to do, and that's um, that's. That's the reason you see our puppies uh, walking in the village, uh, following our own tracks. And because we make the step towards water surface very fast. And that's really important. Uh, in uh, one of our presentations, I have a video of a little puppy. And puppies can't lie because they're just doing the things that you can follow a track on grass, And uh, I did make uh, the first transition to uh, uh, gravel. And you can see very good that it's very difficult to make the transition if they don't know. these only in the video, only nine weeks old. But then you see that uh, puppy um, doesn't make that transition very easy. But when I train that, that's so important. So when I, my puppy can follow track and fast, then I go to craft for example, or hard surface. Then uh, first uh, there are several possibilities how to train that. But uh, what I always do then. I make a little bit more odor on the craffle. So I stand there for a longer periods. I move my foot and, um, to make a little bit more air. And then I put a beer cap there. And uh, then I give the dog uh, the possibility to track. And then you see the track ends uh, close to that surface. And then he's, uh, sometimes he makes uh, the, the step to that surface. And for that reason, I always say start uh using uh, a bigger article, because at the end of hard tracking, when I train my dog hard tracking, we always use nails to get very uh, precisely a tracking dog. But in the beginning, we use a beer cap, so the dog learns very fast, okay, um, there's a possibility, I smell something here, and now there's the beer cap, there's a the watcher, and I can reward. So that's a possibility to make a step from one, uh, one surface to another surface. And besides that, uh, and so I so just talked about indicating so when um when I frame the dog for indicating i also like to do that on hard surface and um so for example the dog puppy or old dog knows to indicate an, uh, a nail or very a little washer then i point it and I throw a piece of foot for the nose of the dog the, the food uh, goes away so he has to follow the um, find food and then eat it and then he has to uh, go to the outdoor again, and by doing that, the dog uh, learns to uh, start to use his nose on hard surface That's also an important step, so the dog uh, gets used to that, and um, he starts to use his nose. So that's also an important uh, step of uh, training for hard surface. The dog uh, get used to uh, use his nose on hard surface. So that's the. Uh, transition. So when you come across to another surface, uh, so the next time I do it, then uh, it's, when then that goes well, then you can uh, increase distance a little bit. So then the breakup is not only a very short distance, but maybe uh, three, four feet, and uh, then a little bit longer. So first step is always to train the if it's possible to find something on a difficult, uh, difficult surface for the dog. And besides that, uh, the system is same, uh, exactly the same when we talk about back um, training. So um, when I train the dog for tracking for hard surface, the uh, first step is always, of course, you also can do it hard surface, but I think it's e- more easy to train it first on grass because uh, in the morning it's a little bit wet. Uh, and in the we are lucky we have uh, good grass and good weather most time to train it. In the morning, it's the best thing to train the dog to follow track on grass. But when you can do that, and uh, again, that can be in, uh, after a few weeks that we start house tracking, then we go to a parking place, for example, uh, nobody has been there that morning. Then we do the same. We we make a one line with one uh, no washer then, because we will use the ice. Then then we don't use a the washer. Then we use a nail, it's a little article, and uh, then we make one line to take out the wind when it's coming. To the dog just so it makes it a little bit more easy for the dog uh, to follow the track but also when he overshoots the article that the uh, that something uh, changed on the, on the ground and then we walk with the puppy or, or the dog to the to the nail we just show when there's a nail we start to reward him on the nail then we start back chaining we pull him back in a positive way we let him go and then uh, that's the first step of our surf tracking and then we increase the distance and uh when he goes too far to the left or right, he will uh, correct himself, because we, uh, he has to develop it himself. And that's really important uh, to make the step. And um, and by doing that, uh, yes, it really works. And the dog is following the hum scent uh, of um, he smells. And uh, of course, it's paining, but it works. And then uh, after that, uh, I always stay for a very long period on my own scent. To, uh, and it make it more difficult and increase distance just like on cross so when you can do it uh, on short distance uh, you can uh, you can increase distance and uh, that uh, that that's possible for the dog to, to train and of course you, in the beginning we don't start in the village with a lot of people walk but the first the dog has to be very strong in a, in a situation uh, for example parking lot nobody's been there and when he knows what to do then slowly we go to uh, more contaminated areas and, uh, and for that reason it's really important that um, to stay uh, for a long period uh, on one odor. It's it's easy to train because uh, it's my own odor and uh, of, of course you also can use another odor but it's really important when talk about uh, contaminated areas to uh, make the dog strong to, that he knows uh, what he's searching for, what he's tracking for um, between the other others and slowly you can make it more and more difficult and uh yeah with that yeah oh
1: yeah for sure we're gonna go ahead and take a break now when we come back we've got um a whole bunch of other questions for dick I, i'm really super excited to see um we we'll get into a little bit of problem solving things like that so uh don't fast forward through the commercials folks uh we got some great discount codes in it the, in there and we'll be back in a minute right. Highland Canine in Harmony, North Carolina offers offers training, seminars, consulting globally for police, military, and non-government agencies. They provide customized training programs to address specific problems and meet the needs of your organization. Check out their wide array of handler courses, instructor courses, supervisor courses, and online courses. Ted, where can they find them?
2: Uh, You can find them at tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. The canine is letter K, number nine. It's no secret that we love Ray Allen Canine Equipment. We use their products every single day at the kennel. Their mission statement says it all. To be a world leader in the quality, innovation, of professional canine equipment for police, military, schutzen, and ringsport, and to exceed our customers' expectations and deliver on time, every time, at a fair price. We believe that they've held true to that since it is our go-to one-stop shop for everything canine, You don't have to be a police officer or a military handler. They cover everything all the way down to pets. They have literally everything but the dog and the car. Um, So, Eric, where can you find them, and how can you get a discount?
1: Uh, We love those guys, man. RayAllen.com is the website. Be sure to add Working Dog Radio for 10% off the discount code.
2: Yeah, go check out their
1: decoy armor, too. We really like that at HRD. We get it. Fueling a working dog can be tough, but they need that high quality food to give them the energy and nutrients that they require for the work we ask them to do. Kinetic Dog Food has a great balance of healthy meats and grains and is made specifically for working and sporting dogs. They have a full line of foods and supplements available, and they've been working to perfect their line with thousands of dogs and hundreds of departments across the U.S., and you can buy it locally or online at Tractor Supply, and they're also great people. Ted, where can people find them?
2: You can get them at kineticdogfood.com or online uh, or at Tractor Supply, like Eric just said. And one thing that's really cool about them is if you contact them via the phone, they'll walk you through what you're feeding now and the difference of what their uh, what their food will and to make suggestions on what you need. But uh, fantastic stuff for sure. Hit them up, kineticdogfood.com.
1: Another one of our favorite partnerships is with the one and only Dogtra. These guys are producing some amazing tools in the dog training world. Everything from e-collars, GPS tracking, ball training. If it's electronic, Dogtra is the best. They are truly revolutionizing the way you communicate with your dog. And I'm telling you folks, the Dogtra YS600 Bark Collar is the best on the market. It will change your life. Ted, tell them where to find them, how to get a discount.
2: Yep. Yep. Head over to dogtra.com. Use the discount code WDR10 to get 10% off any single item over 200 bucks. Uh, Yeah, you love the YS600. I love the ball droppers, and I love the 1900 hands-free. All of my dual-purpose dogs head out the door with those bad boys.
1: All right, everybody. Working Dog Radio, we are back after the break. Hope you guys enjoyed the commercial. Take advantage of it. Um, Also, a little-known fact, workingdogradio.com. We have a ton of T-shirt designs on there. Uh, But what you didn't know is that Ted and Alicia and I have been in the uh, lab coming up with a ton of new T-shirt designs, some really awesome T-shirt designs. Uh, We're going to be rolling those out. Um, By the time this comes out, I think one or two of them will be out already, and we're going to be dropping uh, a T-shirt design every week. If you get on there, um, there's not just black and gray. There's other colors, things like that. So check it out, workingdogradio.com. Uh, we are back with Dick Stahl, talking with Dick about his um, method and how he starts puppies and other dogs at tracking, how to move on to hard surfaces with it. I can say this: if you if you ever see anyone do it, um, or watch videos of it, uh, Dick's I don't know if I want to call it a specialty, but what you see the most is the amazing tracking on hard surface that he gets out of his out of his system. It's really cool. Um, So there's a ton of different things we wanna get into, but Dick, what I I wanted to talk to you about is, so you got a guy, he's got a dog who's been on the street for a little while, was started in a different method in tracking, maybe he's like say three or four years old and he's just not that good. Is it, and he has the right food motivation and thing, is this your system something that you can kind of restart a dog on?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. <clears throat> but the training dogs, uh, it's always uh, when you change things, um, you have to think about it. Of course, uh, everybody knows when you talk about training dogs and change things. And it can be confusing a little bit, but um, I uh, i did see a lot of dogs trained in old systems. And uh, for example, dogs that, pet uh, dogs that uh, always were tracking for a person with a sleeve at the end or a ball at the end. And I did see a lot of dogs in the US, uh, also in the United States, that uh, they want to go forwards and crazy and a lot of drive. And uh, but it's possible to change in my system to step back uh, to, and I did do that a lot of times uh, with other dogs. Okay, I want my dog to track more precisely. So uh, don't let him think about uh, the ball at the end, or don't uh, let him think about the sleeve at the end. But uh, just to start um, teach him this food low drive uh, first to indicate a, a little article and then start in the system I just talked about and then uh, little steps and then the, the, try to reach your goal that the dog is um, more precisely on the track for a longer period and you, ca- you can change it, yes, but it's a choice you have to make and you have to think about it and uh, in the beginning for a dog it will be difficult yes, and that, for that reason I told you when I did um, see uh, some crazy dogs in the United States and uh, they want to use the system. And of course, uh, they want to grab the ball and they want to fight with it, for example. So you have to uh, change it. And um, But it it works. And I've seen uh, a lot of dogs um, trained in the system. And uh, when you do it uh, consequently, of course, not in one day, but uh, when you think about it, you want to do it, it's possible to change it. And then you see that the dogs uh, that are searching for you so the article that they are more precisely on the track and uh they understand what to do. But um yeah, the, but it depends a little bit how it goes. So when uh, for example we did train a dog um for uh um Shepherd in Colorado uh, last year in 2019. and he was eleven years old and he uh, after Three days, uh, you did make very short tracks on class, but uh, yeah. when the dog's old, you can change if you want. Uh, when you do it in a positive way, without force, but it's possible to change it. But you have to think about it and uh, make a choice to do it. Yeah, great. Good. You
1: can teach an old dog new tricks. See, Ted, I told you.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So um, uh, when you start looking at some of the problem-solving, um, aspects of using this um a lot of times uh, it, it i see issues with dogs that we didn't train at the kennel like if they come to a handler school or something and it's neither it's an exposure to um one of three things or lack of exposure to one of three things at all um contamination or um lack of length or lack of age right so they're, you know, tested quote unquote on, you know, a very short track, like 30 meters with a straight line. And then, yeah. you know, they fail horribly at actual deployment tracks where, you know, you've got tons of contamination, you've got weather conditions to deal with surface changes. It's 45 minutes old. you have got so- all kinds of stuff. So um, at what point um, would you suggest um integrating something this in and how do you start to add difficulty because you've talked about it a couple times but um how do you start to add difficulty in terms of contamination age and then um surface changes well you already talked about that um or length
0: yeah i understand the question it's always um training for, tr- for tracking it's always uh, you have to do it the little steps and it's, it's um when i thought Training a puppy, it's always in the beginning fresh and uh, and start with fast, but it taught, uh, it taught you and then in the beginning it's five minutes and ten minutes and when you when you can do it, uh, you can make it over and uh, you can go to fifteen minutes very fast and uh, but aging in a track is uh, sometimes difficult. when you talk about how to tracking it. Uh, for example, when um, we, for example, we train our dogs for practice police work uh, for examination at 60 minutes uh, daytime in an in, in, in an area where people walk. So the dog has to show that he can uh, do ID work, and uh, so that's that's the test. But you have to realize when it starts to tracking and it starts to rain very hard suddenly, what can happen, and that it, um, it can make a track impossible for the dog. So we have to realise that always and when um sometimes it, when it's very hot and in the United States it's very hot, but we, in Holland also sometimes it's very hot it, and it can be too difficult after a very short period. And you have to that's always difficult to, to realise that and uh, but for example we uh, we talked about the examinations in Holland, um for practical work, it's more than fifty minutes. But that does mean that it's um Always possible after uh, ten hours in the in the village, but when you talk about fifty minutes at daytime in training it's uh, or an uh, examination to show the dog can uh, do ID work on the track and then it's possible to do it in the night in uh, in the area with hard service tracking of many people after four hours for example and but it's training and uh, you have to accept in my opinion uh, that sometimes uh, because of the Circumstances it can be too difficult, and uh, but it can also be very easy, and uh, that's uh, that I did learn in the years that uh, uh, when you talk about uh, practical work, for example, and um, there's a criminal and there's stress and uh, maybe he's not clean about himself, it's sometimes possible to follow a track uh, after four hours in 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 a situation you don't expect because of all kinds of odors and dog using, but. with the, the the training, so when you talk about training for hard service, for example, uh, it's uh, forty-five minutes. We do it blind, so we maybe did make tracks in, in the place where I live, in the village, between people, uh, forty-five minutes at daytime. So that's the maximum we do train. But in the in the night, the maximum is maybe six hours for hard surface, no problem. And uh, on the grass and in the forest, uh, not contaminated areas, uh, I did uh, train for twenty-four. 30 hours uh, without problems, but it's always you have to train your dog to that level. So you cannot go from one hour to 30 hours. So you have to always build up the training for also how to from five minutes to 10 minutes and uh, to 20 minutes. But sometimes you have to realize, okay, yesterday it was possible after 10 minutes, but when it quite to do it again and suddenly it starts to rain very hard, it's impossible to do it after 10 minutes so that's always uh, there's no black and white talking about uh, the possibilities on the hard surface but uh, when you have a good dog and you train well and uh, then uh, anyway uh tracking on the hard service that's uh, that's possible for dogs i hope this little bit what you asked Great. me uh, to talk about oh yeah oh
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah. so over here and and i imagine other places too so when i started in canine We all did tracking uh, on harnesses. Um, I currently train, um, I try to train all the dogs that I train to track um, off the collar underneath the right shoulder, Uh, left shoulder if I think, if I know the handler's left-handed. I do switch to a harness if the dog is just so bothered by the leash being up under his shoulder. Um, I I try to vary it on the dog, but I have great success and, and I usually use just the collar, but there are still a ton of guys that just use harnesses. Uh, what, what's your opinion? What, what kind of training do you do equipment-wise with that?
0: Yeah, that's this question, uh, um, uh, and I, I did, did did get a lot of times in the past, and I I know uh, in Canada and the United States a lot of people use the harness. I, I, I in the past I did use the harness only to tell my pet dog, okay, we are not going to bite, but we are going to track. So, uh, to give him a context, but uh, we never use the harness to track. And uh, I think the, the, the way you talked, uh, you, what you to, just told um, about uh, the color, you always put a line under one of the legs of the dog. I think that's the best system for several reasons. Uh, the first is that at the end, it's better for the dog because uh, when it's difficult and he cannot find, can't find track, uh, you don't have to. Uh, take your hand upstairs and to take care of the line. The dog is is more free to do his work on the ground. I think that's that's the best system. But also when the dog is uh, pulling or you want to correct the dog, and maybe it's important to talk about the correction uh, later, but um, it's... Harness gives the possibility to pull very hard and to run. And and I know a lot of people uh, all over the world, they want the dog uh, circling. uh, Circling is something I really don't want because uh, when the dog cannot find track anymore I don't want it to circle but I know there's a system a lot of people use and uh, of course you can find criminals in that way and, but um, that, that's really um, the harness gives the possibility to do it but it's also the system people train the dog in that way and uh, in my system uh, we use the collar and the li- li- line between the legs and uh, when my dog cannot find track I train them not to pull so when he's on the track, he can pull, no problem. And uh, of course, uh, in the way you're doing it, you can think, talk about that. But I, we, I always train my dog when he's uh, cannot find the track anymore. That of course he can try to find him, but I don't want him to pull. And uh, I know uh, most people training dog with harness like that dog circling, they running around, on to pulling, and, and that's something I really don't want. And it's really important and. My system that um, that you have a dog when you can't find track anymore that uh, that he's not pulling but uh, I want my dog I train my dog when he cannot find track anymore okay I want you to slow down I want you to concentrate and I want you to uh, not pull but to to use his nose to find the track again and when he finds it again he can pull and pull dog so that's reason. Um, I I never use a harness again, only in the past when I petrol dog and I wanted to follow a track or wanted to search, then I did give him the contact. I use the harness, okay, we're not going to bite, but we are going to track. But uh, yeah, I I don't use a harness myself, never.
1: Well, yeah, it's good. Good to know. Yeah, because I, uh, like I said, I don't, um, I I do find it does create head up pulling. Um, So, Ted, we know that uh it, even with the best intentions the officers at the scene when you show up to track aren't all that good about actually knowing where the start of the track possibly is you had a no. question about that for him? Uh
2: yeah so um a lot of times you like you'll show up and dudes will be there and you know some what happens a lot in the United States is somebody bails out of a car and they run and inevitably you have a bunch of people that are there before that are securing the scene and or already off in the woods trying to find somebody. Um, how do you address um, contamination from that perspective?
0: Yeah, you, you try to – the question is um, someone did run away and how to find that person in a contaminated area?
2: Yeah, when you have a lot okay. of um, – yeah, and you're not real sure in which direction it went and you're getting conflicting stories and – how how do you um, address like dealing with contamination with um, some of the dogs?
0: Yeah, so it's a really um, so I I did from nineteen ninety seven till uh, till now I, every year I train two dogs for practical police work and uh, for for real police work in Holland and in our system um, for example someone did run away from a car and uh, there's more people that walk there. So we always um, teach people working with dogs, okay? Um, first, try to give the dog scent of a person running away. So it can be uh, a car, it can be uh, a piece of clothes, it can be something. So we always try to find uh, something we can give the dog scent of a person to follow that track. And if that's not possible, for example, there's a car and people have been around the car and, uh, and the suspect would run away, then we ask people, okay, um, how far did you walk around the car? And then, uh, so when there's no uh, article, we cannot go in the car for the scent to pick up scent. Then we ask people, okay, when, how far did you walk? And then uh, we could make a circle and, uh, on distance behind that place to, to, pick, to try to pick up a uh, loader of a person. It can be in the forest or something. but uh, So it's difficult to we we never get when there are a lot of people walking, and we just give the dog the possibility to track. Every, everything he's doing is okay. So I hope you understand. So that always, first, when there are more people, we uh, try to give scent, and when there's no possibility to give the dog scent from a person, then we uh, try to get information. Okay, where can we start uh, to uh, in, on a place? We sus- we expect that uh, only the suspect. They'd walk away, or a person want to commit suicide, for example. Ah. So, in that system, we always work. Excellent. Yeah, so um,
2: that would be, yeah, so it kind of leads into the next topic that, uh, you know, um, when you're starting these tracks, assuming it's not contaminated, um, are you just allowing the dog to hunt to start odor by themselves, or? If you're fortunate enough to start to track like that, is that how you start in the same way? You just kind of let self discover, and they take off, or how do you guys start it?
0: Yeah, when you start with searching for the track, you you ask me. So, um, in what I taught you in training a dog to track, and um, and, and the really uh, important aspect of um, the tracking system is okay when you cannot find the track, you search for the track is not submitted to pull, so we train our dogs uh, one moment uh, to track and then we train them to search for the track so um we give the command uh n- normally we give the dog in the beginning always uh center footprint or we give them center of an article and then track 50 the parts track and to search for the track but when we don't know where someone did uh, go we uh, give the dog uh, the command okay search for the track so again when there is a uh, no, not contaminated area. We just give him the possibility to follow the track he can find. Then we, uh, we put a line on this leg, and we give the one search for the track. And then the dog, uh, we did train the dog: okay, the dog can search for the track, not pulling. And one moment we can see he has a track, and then that moment is also for the dog if he wants to pull to uh, to follow the track. And um, in that way, we uh, we always, for example, we we start training this um, on the in the area, in certain area. For example, football field, there is no track. and we we walk uh, from the left side to the right side. and one moment there is track so the dog learns to deal with it, and we correct behavior, pulling on the line without uh, finding a track and slowly we move to one side, and suddenly there is track and then he can pull, and we find an article. The reward, and that's the foundation training of um, how we deal with this problems uh, for practical
1: work. The dog's looking for it; he's not pulling. When he finds it, he's tracking. It should, it, there should be a definite di- uh, difference. Um, so now let's let's jump ahead. We got a dog at the highest level. This dog is out working. Um, talk about some common then problems you see, probably um, you know created. With bad habits creeping into the team working, um, some of the common problems that you end up seeing at the high level uh, working, and how how you use your systems to fix it.
0: You you so when well, yeah yeah so for example what I see so when you build up a training from grass to other surfaces to uh, contaminate areas and what I see that uh, often goes wrong is that um, people. Um, for handlers, they have a dog, the dog makes mistakes. And uh, my dogs also make mistakes because uh, that can happen. It's uh, high service tracking is difficult, but it's possible again. But when, when a mistake I often see is that um, people put pressure on a dog, uh, a moment is difficult for a dog. And it's really important to realize. So when you have, um, when, when I train my dog, I train him not to pull, not to make stupid mistakes on a very easy level, so on the grass. That, uh, that sounds maybe very easy, and it's, it, it's also easy. So I make a track and I take care the one moment um, there's no track anymore, so the dog um, is at the end of track. And I can do that, for example, I make a track, I walk backwards and I jump off, uh, take care of the wind. So I train my dog on easy choices that he's um, not, um, not permitted to pull and to, to make stupid mistakes. And um, so when I get reset, call that the dog is uh, not making just mistakes uh, on uh, on an easy or easy choice. I hope you understand. Then, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> then I go to, for example, train to in hard service, uh, hard service area, with a lot of a um, lot of uh, people walk there, and then the dog did learn before that uh, he should not make stupid mistakes, and he's not doing that anymore. And that's really important um, to realize so when it's difficult for dog and um, he's not trained before to slow down when he can't find track anymore but he's just pulling and making mistakes and uh, and uh, he's uh, in, the, in the handler gets angry in the dog and that then you see a lot of frustration you see a lot of stress and and that i always try to take care not to do so when i Train my dog well on easy choices not to make stupid mistakes, so when you can find track, he's uh, relaxed and his tail is upstairs, and he cannot find track, and in one moment I saw for example a beer cap on the ground I okay, can reward him, but when I did reset goal, then I can make it more difficult, and then I'm always very careful, so when he makes a mistake and again, my dogs also makes mistakes for example, when they, um, oh this looks, like, looks a little bit the same, and it can happen, track can be a little bit the same Then I use other signs, so a signal to tell him that doesn't work, but I don't correct him. And uh, when you talk about correcting on a high level, and uh, it causes a lot of stress and uh, big problems, and uh, makes the dog nervous, and it makes it more and more difficult. So that's something I often see that um, dogs are destroyed on high, uh, playing on high level and only the very good dogs, those five, you know,
2: that's the problem um, I've seen a lot of time. So um, also um, for our uh, sport people listening, so how does your system work with like the sport tracking for IPO or well, whatever it's called now, IPO? <laughs> um, yeah, IGP. And, IGP, I think, yeah, Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Everyone, I'm going to get an yeah. email, I'm sure. IGP. <laughs> yeah. So talk about that yeah. a little bit.
0: Yes, I can do that. So, uh, some years ago um someone who went to the world champion uh IGP several times he came to me, and he asked me, "Okay, oh, can you help me a little bit? Uh, what do you think about um training for IGP? So, just uh okay, okay, I'll think about it and I started training this and um and um I did develop a system and I still use that system, not also for practical work. So it was funny, I did uh, try to do something for sport and now I use it also for uh, I, uh, to develop myself uh, to make myself better. So I did um, I did uh, develop a system, but um, the touch always the same. So when you talk about um, my tracking system and I um, train a dog for practical brief work or I train a dog for sport or I train a dog for just for fun, starts always same. I, I, I talked about it in the beginning. But one moment when I have dog um, tracking for the backup, then uh, when I want to train my dog for ITB, then uh, then I uh, then again I'm not ITB um, member, but uh, I, I did think about it, and I would make very short tracks uh, for maybe uh, ten feet and using only nails. And that system I developed and um, and that uh, we also did make a video about that and the training lessons in our training school. We have training school. Um, we, we we show all the steps how to do it for people who want to train our system, but it's really um, I, Yeah, um, it's difficult to say. It's not our system, but uh, because a lot of people want to train the system, we did help people how to do that. and to, uh, For example, we... Um, when I train this uh, YGP, I go to a football field, I make a square, and I put the 20 nails uh, on the square, and I walk around uh, all the time until I find all the 20 nails. And that makes the mm. dogs very precisely searching all around and, uh, um, and and in a very low low speed. And uh, when you do that for a longer period, and the dog is used to it. But for practical people, it's different, then they can make more speed, but of course, you have to uh, deal with uh, the Rules from the H.P., but it uh, really, uh, yeah, it it really works very good. And uh, the but the funny thing is that uh, when I did train that system H.P. and now I use it also for practical work to make my dog better because they, uh, the puppy I'm training now this moment I also use nails. I also did use it for uh, hard surface tracking, but also use it for long period now also on grass because it makes them more precisely and, and they and take care. That they slow down and they are more concentrated. But, uh, yeah, the only thing that I, uh, to be honest, is not like too much, but people uh, might have to deal with it. So when you have uh, to make the corners, and um, in my system for practical work, like the tooth work, there's no problem when the dog goes to the left and then to the right. I think that's normal behavior of the dog when he's tracking. But uh, for ICPs, uh, the you have to correct the dog not turning around, and uh, I don't like that too much, but I, I can... in you have to correct that behavior when you want to get all the points IGP, but uh, um, because in a natural way of tracking my dog and search back, that's, uh, that's no problem. And then go to the left side and then go to the right side. But uh, yeah, when you talk about IGP, that, it costs some points. So you have to correct the behavior, but uh, that, um something. Again, I don't like too much, but you have to do it. And, uh, it's a matter of experience, but the system uh, I use, um, I, I, I know some people like the system because they don't uh, need any food on the track anymore. And that's really a big problem, of course, when you do uh, trials and you train with food all the time. And uh, the dogs know one moment, okay, this, this is a little bit different today because uh, it's... Uh, they, they, they know there is no food on, on the track and of course it can work, but that's the reason that a people also want to train is without uh food on track and uh, in our system that's uh that's a possibility. Correct, yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, because they gotta move off the food, that's good. So I'm um, I'm on the website. You uh for those of you who don't know, he has a website, it's dog training dick stall. That's s t-a-a-l dot com. Dog training dick stall dot com. So one of the best things I think that you offer on there, especially in 2020 with every crap going on and some people not doing things in person, is your online training school. Um, Talk about, uh, like, how that came about and what what that looks like and what you're offering there on that.
0: Yes, we have um, those... um Normally we do a lot of seminars, of course, but because of this uh, time at Corona we uh, we, uh, we we started the online training school. We started before, but uh, uh, it it works very good for a lot of people. So people, um, we have online training school in English and Dutch and uh, and, it, and in that that school we tell everything. And we show everything about the training and, uh, and talk about uh, tracking for HP or tracking and practical work or indicating or retrieving or all kinds of things we um, we do. People can uh, find information and um, you can try, if you are interested people that are interested, can uh, become a member. And have to, I don't know how it works. My son, Sandra, is doing everything about it, so I'm really stupid about that. But he's doing that and uh, you can become a member for only one euro to try for one month and you can stop it immediately you can uh, send the mail but then you can see what uh what we are doing and you can always ask questions and uh you can uh, find the, the steps in what way we trained off all kinds, of uh, all kinds of things so it's uh yes a lot of things not only um tracking but also uh detection work and um, obedience and i want you want to train a dog to go from one side to the other side or um training for years You have also about your puppy you want to um know what to do the first week you want to teach a dog to increase uh dumbbell my level how to do it with the clicker you want to train detection work or game three or bite work. it's all in our online training school. so people are interested and, uh, Google my name, and you can find uh, all the information. You can take a look if you want.
1: Do you have a um, Do you have like a YouTube channel or anything like that, uh, where people can go see see videos and things?
0: Um, I I I've seen codes by YouTubers, but when you Google my name textile, then you go, uh, you can find the. Uh, our online training school, and I think it works by YouTube, but we don't have a YouTube channel separated. Uh, I'm really stupid about that; it's not interest for me. But my son is not here, so I can't. Uh, but but when you Google my name, and you you can find a lot of videos about this, and there's also free training. And uh, we did train a puppy from puppy to working dog, uh, and everybody can see that puppy for free. So you can uh, when you Google my name, you can find the website, and then you can uh, see a lot of um, videos uh, how it works. So I hope you can find it, and otherwise, uh, it uh, it's we'll not difficult link. to find. It.
2: We'll put the link for okay. it in the uh, show notes, so, so yeah, yeah it'll, oh, okay. it'll be easy Sorry. to find. Correct. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Thank I, you. I, I, I actually like while we're talking, I, I just like
0: got. It. Sorry.
1: I got on YouTube and searched your name on there, and there's a lot of videos, so that's good. There's a lot of, it looks like, uh, uh, starting with puppies and all kinds of things, and then people using your method to show. It's, it's pretty good. There's a lot of neat little things to see in there. Yeah, just looking. I like it. So um, do you have any social media that you want to promote or anything? We'll just get from your son and put in the show notes if you don't know, but if you have any... Uh, business Facebook page or Instagram or
0: anything like that? Um, no, uh, we have Facebook and uh, we have uh, a lot of people following us so as uh, you can find us on Facebook and uh, we have a website www.drainlixdell.com uh, and uh, yes, if people want to find us uh, they, uh, it's not too difficult I think so it will be no problem yeah. I think. It should not be a problem
1: at all. Ted, what do you got going on? Where are you at? Uh Ted underscore summers
2: on Instagram and then uh Torchlight K9 Letter K number nine on Instagram and then of course working underscore dog underscore radio has its own thing for Instagram. Um and then HRD police k9 letter K number nine for the HRD side. Um and like I said, we're we're pretty much booked up for the rest of the year with HRD. Uh we got Utah and then uh Michigan and both are sold out or booked. So yeah. Um and then after that, I think we've got something coming up in January. We've got to wait to confirm it, though. But, yeah, I mean, we're rocking and rolling. What about you?
1: Uh, I'm at VanSK9 on Instagram, sk 9 academy on Facebook. Um, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, we're uh, on uh, – we have a Patreon account, Working Dog Radio on Patreon, where uh, we post a lot of training videos, and the um, the podcast comes out a day early, commercial-free on our Patreon. Uh, also, the Patreon members that are listening, we have not forgot. We're trying to figure out dates to have that uh, Patreon only seminar with Ted and I. Oh yeah, um, we just got to f- work it in with all the other things. it will be here in Canton at my uh, at the Fun House, so we're we're still working that out. But, uh, anyways, Dick, uh, this was definitely on our short list of uh, guests to have on. I Really appreciate you staying up for us over there because I know it's in the middle of the evening.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. You're welcome i always like to talk about dogs no problem <laughs> of course that's <laughs> all we talk about Not at all definitely. thanks for coming on dick we really appreciate it and everybody uh we'll see you on the next one thanks thanks guys okay bye Bye-bye. our very first sponsor of the podcast is our good friend arno out at alm and i gotta tell you we love this guy and his stuff he has the best tugs on the market he has easily without a doubt the best hidden sleeves on the market he's yep. got suits pre-made he's he got custom-made suits he'll do for you arno's a great guy man he's doing all the work himself i'm telling you uh you cannot say enough about his stuff his tugs um, guys you gotta check him out alm uh discount code wd radio for 10 percent off your first order check them out alm 9 equipment.com
2: one of our other sponsors has been with us since the beginning and some of our favorite people in the industry are the tripwire operations group guys based out of gettysburg gettysburg based out of gettysburg pennsylvania they're an internationally recognized leading provider of product services training for federal state and local law enforcement agencies and military units and special operations they are an atf licensed explosive material manufacturer importer exporter and dealer with a wide range of explosive products to offer Including custom kits for the dog guys, and they deliver. These kits are great for detection canine imprinting, and they have three different kits to choose from. The use of all three kits combines creates a complete explosive threat picture for canine teams. Be sure to check them out at tripwireops.org. The music in this episode is used with permission by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at Brother Deeg, that's spelled D E G E dot net. Be sure to check him out there or on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, or anywhere you stream media. This episode has been edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt. Visit our other sites at patreon.com, look for Working Dog Radio, HRPoliceK9.com, and look for the nearest seminar near you. You got your reasons, I got my wants, still got that feeling